This is Plant-Based Briefing, Are Starches Good or Bad? Part 2 by Ocean Robbins at foodrevolution.org. And I'm Marian Erickson. This is the curated content plant-based podcast where I research and find some articles on the variety of reasons to live a vegan lifestyle and get permission and share them with you here in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. Today's is longer than that, so it's a two-parter. I read the first half yesterday, so go back and listen to that first if you haven't already and jump back in here for the second part. And now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Are Starches Good or Bad? Part 2 by Ocean Robbins at foodrevolution.org Resistant starch, RS. Resistant starch, RS, is a type of amylose, a fermentable fiber that is not digested. It is, however, fermented by the trillions of bacteria in your colon. This fermentation produces short-chain fatty acids that provide energy to cells in your large intestine and do a whole lot of good pretty much everywhere in your body, as we're about to see. The foods highest in resistant starch are whole grains, legumes, potatoes, and green bananas. Reasons to eat resistant starch. Resistant starch boasts a number of significant health benefits that may help in the prevention of chronic disease. Below are four ways in which resistant starch has been shown to be good for you. As you'll see, it has plenty of reason to brag. Number one, it improves your gut and digestive health. Undigested carbohydrates, including resistant starch, are prebiotics that ferment and turn into food for the good bacteria in your digestive system. Eating resistant starch boosts the population of these beneficial bugs, which are commonly called probiotics. So fortified, these good critters crowd out the bad ones, making for a happier gut and a healthier gut owner. Eating resistant starch helps to heal gut issues while preventing the development of a leaky gut that could otherwise drive food allergies, inflammation, and weight gain. The positive change that resistant starch brings about in your gut microbiota may even translate to benefits for kidney health. Studies have shown that RS helps those with chronic kidney disease reduce inflammatory and toxic biomarkers in their plasma. RS increases the number of good bacteria, strengthening the epithelial lining and outcompeting bacteria that produce harmful metabolites. Thus, fewer inflammatory agents are able to reach the bloodstream and cause issues for those with compromised kidneys. Number two, it improves your insulin sensitivity. Research shows that in humans, consumption of RS increases insulin sensitivity. That makes sense, as we've already seen that its lower digestibility leads to a decreased release of glucose into the bloodstream. The metabolic benefits of dietary RS, especially in terms of improvements in insulin processing, occur independently of your gut microbiota. In one study, 15 to 30 grams, about 2 to 4 tablespoons, of potato starch per day improved insulin sensitivity and fat loss in obese men. Number three, it may help prevent obesity. Some researchers suggest that RS may help to prevent or treat obesity. How? RS is low in digestible calories. Low caloric density eating has been shown to be a sustainable approach to weight loss, since dieters may feel less deprived with a higher volume of food. Furthermore, RS can work on a metabolic level to help reduce fat accumulation through its influence on gut bacteria and lipid metabolism. And number four, it helps improve cholesterol levels. A high cholesterol level, and in particular a high level of LDL bad cholesterol to HDL or good cholesterol, is a risk factor for developing heart disease. But a 2018 meta-analysis, including 20 trials and published in Nutrition Research, showed that resistant starch was able to lower LDL cholesterol. Researchers found that adding resistant starch to subjects' diets optimized triglyceride and cholesterol levels while decreasing fat mass. The effects were found to be most prominent when people ate at least 20 grams of RS per day and did so for at least four weeks. 
cooking, and resistant starch. Another way to optimize your intake of resistant starch is to pay attention to how you're preparing starchy foods in your diet. In general, the longer you cook food and the higher the cooking temperature, the less resistant starch you'll be left with. In one study, though, eating cooled and reheated pasta was associated with a faster return to baseline blood sugar compared to eating regular hot pasta. Reheated pasta, as in leftovers, also showed significantly reduced blood glucose compared to freshly cooked pasta. So some common food preparation methods, including reheating leftovers, are thought to add to the availability of resistant starches. The mechanism that makes this work is unclear. Some studies suggest that the storage and reheating process might increase resistant starch by promoting interactions between the starch and other components of the food, like proteins and lipids. Still, if leftovers aren't your thing, don't worry. Simply enjoying more whole plant foods at each original meal is a great way to increase your overall resistant starch consumption. How much resistant starch do you need? We've established the type of starches that has the most to offer, but how much should you be eating? For a bit of context, let's look at how much different populations of the world consume. It appears that humans living in different places have unique dietary adaptations to starches. Interestingly, people in most highly industrialized countries like the United States, Europe, New Zealand, and Australia get on average around 3 to 9 grams of resistant starch per day in their highly processed diets. On the other hand, residents of countries with more traditional diets, often based around whole plant foods, tend to get 30 to 40 grams of resistant starch per day. Are 3 to 9 grams per day enough? Well, there's no official RDA for resistant starch, but the research tells us that a better goal is to consume at least 15 to 20 grams per day for the most health benefit. One 2009 study even reported that the acceptable daily intake of resistant starch may be as high as 45 grams in adults. The good news is that it's easy to get enough resistant starch, not to mention all the other forms of fiber, if you eat plenty of whole plant foods. Ways to eat more resistant starch If your current diet doesn't contain much resistant starch, there are plenty of ways you can add some. The best way to reap the benefits of resistant starch is to increase your consumption of whole foods that naturally contain it. While you're at it, try to eat them in their whole state, not ground up, pureed, or otherwise blended, as we've seen that processing generally lowers RS levels. Easy ways to enjoy more whole food sources of resistant starch include adding beans and lentils to soups, salads, pasta dishes, and homemade veggie burgers, making overnight oats in your refrigerator, creating power bowls and other dishes with a foundation of cooked whole grains, making trail mixes using raw seeds and dehydrated plantain chips. To give you an idea of how much resistant starch certain foods contain, here are some examples. One cup of white beans cooked has 7.4 grams. A quarter cup of rolled oats uncooked has 4.4 grams. Half a cup of lentils cooked, 3.4 grams. And a half cup of pearl barley cooked, 1.9 grams. Another way to boost your intake of resistant starch is to eat these types of foods with berries. Why? Berries act as starch blockers. Raspberries, for example, inhibit the enzyme that we use to digest starch, leaving more for your gut flora. You might also enjoy using resistant starch flours in the kitchen. Two of the flours that are highest in resistant starch are potato starch and green banana flour. Both of these lose their digestion resistance when cooked, though, so for optimal health benefits, it's best to add them to raw foods like smoothies, shake mixes, or energy balls, or just sprinkle them over other foods. Healthy Starch Recipes these recipes are rich in complex carbohydrates, including fiber and resistant starch. Make and enjoy all three to meet the goal of 15 to 20 grams of resistant starch or more per day. All recipes are linked below. 
strawberry shortcake overnight oats, creamy potato salad, and lentil quinoa collard wraps. Not all starch is created equal. Starches and starchy foods often get a bad rap, but like carbohydrates in general, not all starches are unhealthy. Starches that are slowly digested or not digested at all in the case of resistant starch can be beneficial for health and disease prevention, especially by supporting your gut health. While there is no official recommended daily intake for resistant starch, many people might benefit from including more of it in a healthy, balanced diet, especially when it comes to digestive health and the prevention of diabetes and obesity. You just listened to Are Starches Good or Bad? Part 2 by Ocean Robbins at foodrevolution.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. And I've done some other episodes on potatoes and their glycemic index. I'll link those in the show notes. But there's several of them, and one of them talks about why you should chill and reheat them to reduce the glycemic index. Their episodes 212, Do Potatoes Increase the Risk of Diabetes? These are all by nutritionfacts.org, by the way. 216, Do Potatoes Increase the Risk of High Blood Pressure and Death? 224, Glycemic Index of Potatoes, Why You Should Chill and Reheat Them, and 241, How to Reduce the Glycemic Impact of Potatoes and the Healthiest Type of Potato. So please share this episode with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.